The following is a presentation of the Boston Podcast Network. Podcasting is a great way for professionals to tell their story. Find out how you can get started at pod617.com. Are you ready? From the Pod 617 Studios in Westwood, Massachusetts, it's the Boston Podcast with David Yaz and a rotating cast of characters from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. This is our Yes, sir, everybody. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Yes, kids. Yes, citizens of Boston. Citizens, great people of the city of Boston. I'm trying to sound like Mayor Kevin White or something. That uh, didn't work. Dave, make a note to yourself. Don't do that again. This is Dave. Welcome to the Boston Podcast, the city's only independent Monday through Friday daily podcast that I know of. And I ask everybody, if there's another one, I want to know about it. So... Allison Doan. By the way, I don't know if I've pronounced your name wrong all these years. Allison Doan or Allison Down? Wait, let me guess. Allison Doan. Allison Down. It's Allison Doan. Yes. All right. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. And thanks for listening to the Boston Podcast. End on a high note. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> so Allison is uh, someone I've known back to. This is cool because we're going back in podcast history mm-hmm. when the Boston podcast was just a little baby in 2015 or maybe 2016? 2015. 2015. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had you on the little fledgling show to talk about the uh, Lawyers Have Heart road race in connection with the American Heart Association. What Remind me, what your position at the American Heart Association is yeah. something important. What is it? It is something important. I am the development director, so okay. I own Lawyers Have Heart 5K Road Race. So I right. am responsible all year round planning this one annual fundraising event to bring in as much donations and funds as possible to our mission. Mm-hmm. And this, so this is cool. Now, I... And Allison's looking at me like I've heard you tell this story a zillion times. But I used to be the uh, publisher of Lawyers Weekly and a lawyer named uh, Bill Lovett, right? Okay. <laughs> Bill would uh, Bill would be pissed if I forgot his name because I've known him forever. But Bill Lovett, who at the time was over at Dwyer or Dwyer and Calore or whatever it was known at, at the time. And he had come from Washington, right? Mm-hmm. So he was from the Washington area. And he said, we do this road race in Washington. And if you, Dave, over at Lawyers Weekly will help me promote this thing, I'd be grateful because I want this to be a huge-ass uh, road race, mm-hmm. one specific to lawyers. Now, every, people historically have thought of the corporate challenge mm-hmm. as, like, the big road race for professionals in Boston. But your little baby road race has come a long way. Uh-huh. He's all grown up. So, mm-hmm. so tell us about... Um, uh, how far it's come and how many people, sure. how many lawyers run and the whole deal. Yeah. So that first year back in 2008, you're right, Bill came from DC mm-hmm. and approached the EHA all on his own. He had ran for a few years down at the Lawyers Have Heart road race down in DC mm-hmm. and said, look, we need this here. And the American Heart Association said, great, get yourself 10 volunteers in the community and get yourself some sponsors and we'll back you on this. Mm. And that's exactly what he did. So he reached out to those that he knew that year they raised, let's see, a hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars and they hosted about 400 attorneys in the road race, the very first one. Mm-hmm. So let's see, fast forward to this year, we're expecting a little under 2,500 runners, if not more. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So, and it's, it's lawyer, it's mostly lawyers, but mm-hmm. it's not 
100% lawyers. I mean, no. it's people that work with lawyers it's no. people, or really anybody. It started out mostly just for lawyers. The yeah. whole mission is, hey, you guys are at the highest risk right now of enduring some type of heart disease or stroke at some point <laughs> in your career, which is not a fun um, oh, statement, you know, to lead yeah. off the conversation with. It's not a good elevator pitch, I should say. Right. Um, and, you know, as we've You're grown- You're going to die, so you better I, run. Exactly. <laughs> you need to be active. And, you know, that's not yeah. really my message right now, but mm-hmm. um, it's really all about that balance and just bringing awareness. So if I can get more and more firms and companies that work with the law firms that understand what that lifestyle, that daily lifestyle and that grind is, mm-hmm. um, the more successful we're going to be in just raising awareness. You know, we always like to say, we're not trying to take away your Snickers or your beer at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. We're trying to make you aware of the importance of the balance because yeah. your every day is going to, right? yeah. Yeah, and, and uh, you're true to that mission because the post-game, mm-hmm. post-race <laughs> drink-up for the Lawyers of Heart Heart Race is just a huge fun party. Now, everyone's dripping in sweat, mm-hmm. except me. I'm always there. <laughs> you know, I'm typically there. I missed one race. I was just saying, Alice, the, the entire run of this thing. So I'm sorry, you probably already said it, but what, what annual is this? How this many? will be the 12th annual. 12th. Oh, mm-hmm. my God. I'm I old. <laughs> yeah. So of the 12, and I'm signed up for this year to help you in whatever way you need me to do, show up and give stuff out or mm-hmm. talk or whatever. Um I typically have been like the MC of the post game mm-hmm. race. I've missed only one in 12 years. And it is just such a cool atmosphere. Mm-hmm. And there's beer served. That's where mm-hmm. I was going with that, I guess. <laughs> yeah, you know, you go, you, you run, and you see friends, you see a lot of people you haven't seen in a long time. Mm-hmm. And then afterwards, it's just kind of a, a cool scene. Um, so. Tell me, uh, this year, do we already know like who's going to be the featured speaker and things like that? Yeah. So we don't have all of that put together Okay, quite. that's all right. Yeah, we are really excited this year. Dave McGilvery, who I was chatting with you about earlier, mm-hmm. is our honorary chair this year. Dave is a 30-plus year veteran of the BAA um, Boston Marathon Road Race Director. He's one of those insanely passionate um, runners that is rare to come across. I met him a few years back, and he was telling me how, oh, yeah, whatever age I turned that year, 40, 45, I run that many miles on my birthday. So, oh, my um, God. Yeah, but we got connected last year right Wait before. Wait a minute. I know. He still does this? <laughs> he still does this. He breaks it up into two days now, usually over a weekend. Okay, well. Um, he's getting up there, I suppose, but it's still 20-plus miles a day that he'll run in honor of his birthday. And um, so I met two days straight. Wait a minute. I know. I I don't know. know. Listen, it gets crazier. So this this amazing person also last year completed the World Marathon Challenge, which have you heard of that? No, but I'm scared. Oh, you should be. I was terrified when I first learned. It's (laughs) seven marathons. Seven oh, different continents, this, yeah. and somehow seven days, which logistically I don't understand how that works. No, but it's not seven days in a row. That, is it? Well, it's like consecutive marathons, though. So it may yeah. not be seven consecutive, consecutive days, days, but it's right. you finish a marathon on one continent, you pack up, you get on the plane, you go to the next. You run that marathon, you pack up, you go to the next. Not to go totally dark, but when <laughs> I die and I am in hell, this is exactly what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. This will be this will be my ver- my personal version of hell. Well, like, he, oh my god! He's so funny too when he talks about his Antarctica marathon. Yeah, so, <laughs> so that happens. So that yeah, so he did that, and a little bit after he came back, he yeah. went to his cardiologist, which um, is normal for him. He has heart disease in his family, mm-hmm. and he was told he needed 
almost immediate open heart surgery, that his arteries were, I think it's around 60% blocked. Mm -hmm. And, you know, this man was dumbfounded. Like, how could this be on the, you know, healthiest, fittest man that I know? Right. Um, And so he signed on this year as our honorary chair to really help us broadcast that mission of just because you're fit doesn't mean your heart is healthy. Um, And he's really amazing to be able to um, hear his story and hear him talk about how he ran 40 miles on his birthday or he's run X amount of marathons a year, but how after he'd go and he'd have, you know, a steak or a burger or some sort Uh, of greasy food and it wasn't registering to him as uh, it wouldn't for many of us. Um, So to hear him and have his support and have him helping us spread the mission, which little tidbit here, Mm -hmm. um, our mission at the American Heart Association was just changed within the last six months. Mm. And our new mission is to be a relentless force for a world of longer, healthier lives. So what we're trying to capture is the fact that we're an organization with a lot of resources and we're not going to be siloed in just curing or preventing heart disease. We mm-hmm. we want the overall quality of health of all Americans and all communities to be as longevity as possible. Okay, so it's heart mm-hmm. it's heart health what would the word be? Heart healthness, I want to say. Heart heart health, really. Yeah. I mean, is as opposed to mm-hmm. preventing heart disease. It's more uh, preventative, day day to day maintenance of the old ticker, you know. That makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. I would I would have thought. I mean, American Heart Association has 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 historically promoted all the good stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Like good, you know, healthy eating and mm-hmm. exercise and all that. But that's I didn't, I never would have guessed that that wasn't already part of the mission. So it makes sense to me. Yeah, gets us to see it at a few more um, tables for a few different conversations than maybe ah. before we had siloed ourselves so into heart disease and stroke mm-hmm. that you know having conversations about healthy food access. We didn't necessarily have a seat at that table or talking about hypertension and um, or let's see, like some social determinants of health. Then we're really getting into big conversations talking about how the housing crisis affects one's heart health or how, you know, affordable, um, you know, education starts affecting your heart health. So you start kind of digging down to the roots and it's a big conversation to have. We just want a seat at the table to say, how can we help? Yeah. Well, lawyers is a good place to start mm-hmm. because of the to get back to one of your original points, lawyers burn out. Lawyers have anxiety. Lawyers don't have time to eat healthy. Sometimes mm-hmm. lawyers sit in their uh, offices for mm-hmm. too long, <laughs> arguably. <laughs> right. Uh, I used to do a fundraiser for the American Heart Association back in college. I don't know if I ever told you this. Mm-hmm. Um, my fraternity, Sigma Alpha Mu, uh, Theta Chapter? Yeah, Theta Chapter at the University of Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Our annual fundraiser was called, called Bounce for Beats uh, to support the American Heart Association. That's and amazing. So, and so it started out, what we did was we bounced basketballs like in the middle of the, you know, on Locust Walk, like in the heart of campus. Mm-hmm. And people will come by and drop in a dollar, two dollars, as long as we, we're going to keep bouncing this basketball. <laughs> Look at how annoying this is. Please give us a dollar and eventually <laughs> we'll stop. But um, so that was cool. We eventually expanded it to a charity basketball game. So we had like members of the Philadelphia Eagles, which is, of course, is the football team, play a charity mm-hmm. basketball team, a basketball game. Uh, and the palestra and sold tickets to that. That was really hard. Like, I <laughs> like, like um, I mean, I, I know that you. This is your life, but um, 
it's you, you think when you throw such an event like oh it's all for a great cause and everything mm-hmm. else and it's like that's great but you still got to pay for like the stadium you still got to pay you still <laughs> exactly. got to do, do something to persuade these athletes to come all that kind of stuff and then the last year I was there some friends of mine I was never kind of in charge of this I just kind of supported it but yep. we did a high school um slam dunk competition mm. at the Spectrum in Philly. And that was cool. That's we did it like fun. at the halftime. And it was all for the American Heart Association. And That's I remember, amazing. yeah, and I remember as part of it, somebody said, it's like, how is Bounce for Beats going? And whoever the chairperson was like, well, we might clear a couple thousand dollars. And if not, we'll make a token donation. And everyone kind of like sulked. It's, it, it's because we ha- had all these grand plans to yeah. do these big basketball. And it was it's hard to turn a profit. A lot of people mm-hmm. don't realize, like, take, for example, athletes who have foundations. Mm-hmm. There's a fair percentage of them. The Globe did a story on this. I want to say something like 20%. They lose money. They don't make money. They lose money. So what was the point, really? But, but where I'm going with this is... Um, it was uh, a matter of just asking sometimes for the money. So we did everything, including going out on the street corner with the with the American Heart Association cups. Mm-hmm. And you can actually raise a lot of money that way if you don't mind doing it the hard. <laughs> have you ever amazing. done that? I have not personally done that. Yeah. So I'm talking about just like, you know, you'll forgive me, but it's just like a homeless person right. standing with a cup, you know, except you're from the American Heart Association. And... It was, it was, we raised a lot of money that way, just simply asking for it. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was this thing where, I don't know if people know this, but it, it never fails. If you've ever pulled up to an intersection, someone's asking for money, let's keep the hypothetical for charity. If the first person puts like a dollar in or a quarter in, mm-hmm. the next four will. If the first person totally. says no, thank you, that it's just funny about the, the human condition. But it occasionally really people is. would, occasionally people would come by us. We'd be like, would you like to give the American Heart Association? And these like probably our fellow college student punks would be like, what's it for? What's it for? And like, I was always taken aback when people said that. I was like, like, it's the American Heart Association. And my friend was (laughs) like, he actually had the answer, right? He's like, like, prevents heart heart and lung disease. There we go. And I was like, hey, that was good. I don't, I mean, I guess I knew that, but Mm -hmm. so it's just the American Heart Association is so uh, ubiquitous. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting that you've refined your mission. So you're still enjoying this? I, I am. Yeah. I am five years in and I love it. You know, it's my little baby. I feel such a connection, not only to the mission of the Heart Association, but getting to know so many of these attorneys over the past five years and just learning as a complete outsider, like what their daily lifestyle really looks like. We've really been able to transform this event into kind of like a keep it simple, stupid 5K into this really fun, amazing, impactful evening Mm -hmm. of, you know, 2,000 community members coming together. So I absolutely love it. We just became like a collective community impact market, which is a mouthful. Mm. But essentially my goal as the person bringing in the funds to the American Heart Association is to go out there and create relationships where we're making a direct impact in the community. So Mm -hmm. for me, my heart is just like bursting. Like, yes, it's not just about, you know, getting your logo on our event day signage on race day. It really does mean more than that. And sometimes it's just for me, five years ago, walking into a firm and saying, I'd like to talk to you about the mindfulness atmosphere in Mm -hmm. your firm. Yeah, it was a tough conversation yeah. to have. <laughs> I yeah. got a lot of blank stares and a lot of um, is this conversation over yet? And so what I've realized is that just opening that conversation eases the anxiety that yeah. the attorneys are under. I'd say drastically. Just being able to say, 
we know you're working too much. Yeah. We know that you're stuck in this office. We know you're not able to work out as much as you need. We know you're not eating as healthy. Like, let's talk about it. And sometimes that's all my role is. Sometimes it's more than that where I get to work with the firm and really work with them on what resources do you need? What mindfulness programs can I help you implement? Who can I connect you to to help make this environment more sustainable for your employees' mental, emotional, and physical health? So that's fun to see kind of the uptick in conversation from five years ago yeah. and now seeing so many firms implementing mindfulness programs or yoga during lunch or adding blood pressure cuffs into their little quiet area, library area. It's oh. just, I see things changing yeah, and that's the most exciting part for me. Well, it's about time somebody did something. <laughs> <laughs> you know, no, the fact of the matter is lawyers are stuck in their ways. Having, mm-hmm. you know, um, as you know, I was at Lawyers Weekly for 15 years and I think it was the first year I was there in 1995, I wrote a mm-hmm. story and the headline was, while you weren't sleeping, because, see, you have to explain it these days because people may probably don't remember there was a movie called While You Were Sleeping. I think Sandra Bullock was in it. Mm. Eh, it doesn't matter. Anyway, Fan favorite. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, so, but the the premise of the article was that lawyers don't get enough sleep. Lawyers mm-hmm. are, are, lawyers, especially at the downtown firms, are burning the candle at three ends, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I had these anecdotes of people mm-hmm. who had, like, passed out during a, a deposition because they hadn't slept in two days straight mm-hmm. or like or wearing the same pair of underwear for three days yep. <laughs> because they'd never had time to go home and change and were basically sleeping at the office. Mm-hmm. And there are these tales of, you know, these uh, dungeon-like places where they'd make the first-year associates, you know, take a nap for a couple hours, you come back and right work back. until 3 a.m. Mm-hmm. Um, it's always going to be a thing because, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's practice of law is so competitive but it must be cool to see those little because i mean you've got people don't necessarily want it to be that way mm-hmm. they just think oh it has to be that exactly. way. exactly yeah. and the coolest thing for me too is seeing these summer associates who aren't much younger than me right going into these firms and they're witnessing like the mince leaven and they're extremely impactful mindfulness program mm-hmm. or they're going to Goodwin who is doing the same exact type of program. So now all of a sudden we're almost reworking the way that these brains are going to think about how their career needs to be because when they graduate, they're going to want to go to a firm that has that resource versus a firm that doesn't. They're going to seem behind time. Right. So soon law firms are just going to have to keep up with the trend. Yeah. So if I can help kind of be that voice in law firms saying like, this is the trend, like this is what you want to keep up, then I'm doing a service to the attorneys. Yep. You know? So I, I'm playing both sides. Mm-hmm. I'm here to help the law firms, but I'm also here to be an outlet for the attorneys to say, I recognize exactly what you're going through. So use me, use me as a resource or just talk to me about it, whatever you need. But yeah. it's a lot of fun to be able to utilize a road race as the celebration piece because these attorneys have been hearing from me for months. They've been fundraising for a couple months, and we have this really lofty goal of fundraising over half a million dollars in Boston for the first time. Mm. So the idea of hosting this celebration, this party yep. with beer and heart-healthy yeah. burritos mm-hmm. and music and backyard barbecue games. And you always have, have a good live band. Yeah, we always have Is the a band good returning party. from last year? The band is not returning oh. from last year. I know, but shout out to Uncommon Good. They, Uncommon Good. Yeah, yeah they were cool. they've been good. Yep. So I have a few bands up my sleeve for the next coming years, um, but it's always a big party and it's because... Bring back Adam Ezra. 
He's, he was good, right? He was great for a number of years. He was from years. the very beginning, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And it allowed me to make the joke every year about guess, you know, who's better than Ezra? Nobody. <laughs> Please say hello to the Adam Ezra band. Um, yeah, that's about the laugh it got at, at the time as well. So I don't blame I you. Gotcha, I gotcha. Nah, <laughs> they can't all be golden, uh, you know. That's why I have the um, the crowd laughing sound effect. <laughs> Help you out there. In case of emergency. Okay. Anyway, uh, by the way, uh, this is just an example of a pet peeve of mine. You might have heard earlier in the program, Allison said her heart was bursting. Do you notice how she didn't say literally after that? Because when you work for the American Heart Association, it wouldn't be a good idea to say my heart is bursting literally because it's not. So grammar kills people. I want my word back. Use literally properly. We Look have- it up. It means something. It doesn't mean what you think it means. We've Sorry. also learned not to say, you're going to give me a heart attack. That's not something oh, there you we go. say yeah. in our office. We yeah. don't joke about that kind of stuff. So <laughs> Right. No, but th- that's... I'm I'm always impressed because every year you come and we can talk about stories of years past. Mm-hmm. You get someone who was af- affected by mm-hmm. heart disease, and you know it's it's not. You might expect, oh, we're going to hear this guy tell us about how his dad died and he misses mm-hmm. him and it's tragedy and wah wah wah. Uh, sometimes it's something like <laughs> like that, but oftentimes it's um, an uplifting story mm-hmm. of someone who had a heart attack mm-hmm. and was was close to death mm-hmm. and then came back. Yeah. Um, Thanks to you know resources that might not otherwise be available if you don't support the American Heart mm-hmm. Is that right? Did that you is very did, correct. Do you remember any examples? Uh, I do. I remember so many. I mean, I'm extremely lucky to work with a lot of heart survivors. To hear their stories is extremely overwhelming and impactful. A couple years ago, you may have remembered we had a couple come to the event at the Blue Hills Bank Pavilion, um, and his wife. He was an attorney. And his wife saved his life via CPR. They were walking on a nature trail where they had no cell phone service. And he dropped of cardiac arrest. Mm. Um, He was overweight. He didn't have a good diet. He was overworking himself. He was over the age of 50, which is that high-risk age. Um, And she explains it so beautifully how she stayed extremely calm because she knew what was happening. And she talks about how she had randomly heard multiple times and how she thought it was actually rather annoying how many times she heard our WBZ PSA for um, how to save a life. And it talks about giving CPR and giving the hand compressions to Mm. the beat of the song by the Bee Gees. Staying alive. alive. Yep. And she... You got to make sure to go to the chorus. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh. Uh, exactly. Uh, That's the exact alive. beat you need. The hundred compressions per minute. It fits perfectly. Well, there's a there's a famous episode of The Office where the the trainer is trying to teach everyone in Michael Scott's office CPR, <laughs> and the woman says, "Think of the song Staying Alive' mm-hmm. by the Bee Gees," and Michael Scott says, "Oh, I love that song." First, I was afraid. I was petrified. It's like, no, no, no. Wrong song, Wrong please. Song. Uh, 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 uh. So the woman heard the PSA. Yeah. Remember, that's amazing. Remembered it. Is. it and until and somebody came along on right. the nature trail, I think it was like 10, 5, 10 minutes, which is a long time. If you've never given real life, real time CPR, I mean, that is really tough to do. Somebody walked by, ran back into service, called an ambulance, and this gentleman was saved because of his wife. I mean, when people have heart attacks or sudden cardiac arrests outside of a hospital, their chances of living are 10%. 
Yeah. So then if you are surrounded by people who don't know CPR or are, are nervous to step in for whatever reason, your chances quickly every 30 to 45 seconds get lower and lower right. surviving. So that was an amazing story. We had them come to Lawyers Have Heart, another gentleman, Mike Rubino, doing a boot camp, which he does every week. Um, he's over the age of 50. Mm -hmm. He dropped down in cardiac arrest. His trainer knew CPR. Um, and the first thing his doctor mm -hmm. said to him when he woke up is, you need, you have a guardian angel. You need to thank that trainer who gave you CPR because you would not be here without yeah. her immediate response. Mm -hmm. So, and I mean, there are so many stories I could probably stay here for two hours and, and tell you, you know, our, mm -hmm. um, but it's really amazing to hear about two really the young moms Mm -hmm. Who've been having cardiac arrest or stroke? Um, no, tell me about that. I have this is like a thing. Yeah, you know, I've been to our lobby day the past couple of years at the state house, where we have our own ad advocacy department who is working to pass bills that are directly related to bettering heart health, whether it has to do with you know sugary drink tax, whether it has to do with how much recorded time children have PE or recess during the week. Um, we just are working on one, I think, past one for um, like tobacco laws and the jewels and all of that. So we're really in there, in mm -hmm. the legislature, trying to pass these bills. And we have survivors come and speak to us. <coughs> and mm -hmm. the past couple of years, we've had handful of young moms under the age of 40 who essentially diagnosed themselves with heart whether it was i think we had a couple strokes I'm sorry Allison. there we go <laughs> here it is i want to make sure everybody knows that <laughs> no sorry finish your thought please no it's okay and and you know there's one one specific survivor who was in her shower and knew that something was going on she'd gone to the doctor a few days before that and you know the classic you're a busy new mom right it's probably anxiety yeah are the kids stressing you out Get a little help maybe now exactly. and again. Take a Take break. Take a break. Yeah. And, you know, two days later, she was having a heart attack in her oh shower where she then drove herself to the hospital. Oh, my God. Yeah. So it's just. Wait, where's the baby? Uh, I'm not sure. That <laughs> Someone was story. watching oh, the baby. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, baby was safe. Baby is still safe. Okay. She has two children sure. now. And, and, you know, it's just one of those things where that conversation needs to change. It, there, yeah. there should no longer be that conversation of, oh, you're a young mom, you're stressed, or, you know, we're at the point now where they're looking to change the high-risk age from 50 to 45, which that, is, to, I just whispered, I don't know if that came through, to 45. We got um, it. <laughs> which, <laughs> which is scary. So, you know, to, um, to be able to have young survivors getting involved, it's opening up the eyes to everybody who still thinks of heart disease as affecting the old white man yeah yeah it's so important because mm -hmm. it's it's you know it's the the joke is that not the joke the line that high blood pressure is the silent killer right mm -hmm. so it's not and you think these young moms have that on the brain when they've got everything else on the brain and they're probably thinking they need some uh zoloft or xanax or whatever mm -hmm. <laughs> so they're gonna take to take the edge mm -hmm. off and really it's a whole different thing right yes. so it's crazy mm -hmm. um the name of the song is Staying Alive. I, I'm such an idiot that just hit me. That's not why they picked it, is it? No, it's because no. the beat is perfect. Yeah. I mean, if like the perfect beat was the to the tune of, you know, Lick It Up by Kiss, it wouldn't be as much, it wouldn't be as appropriate. This it, was really a slam dunk for us. Yeah, exactly. So, wait, so you, but you get it, we gotta get to the, where's the chorus? Here we go. There, well, sort of, uh, well, whatever, you hear the beat, right? People remember it. Uh, uh. Uh, okay. Anyway, let me take um, a short break mm -hmm. here. 
uh, to tell you about the Boston Podcast Network. Allison, you're going to stay with us for another 10 minutes or so, something like that. Is that cool? I like it. All right. just need to fill you in on this question, people. How would you like your own podcast? The Boston Podcast Network can produce one for you. I'm a little distracted by the Bee Gees, but, you know, I love them so much. I'm going to leave them on while I do this live, re- live read. Listen, people, whether you're a lawyer, financial advisor, business owner, or really any kind of professional, you should have your voice heard through this exciting new medium. A good podcast is more powerful than traditional advertising. If a prospective client hears your podcast through their earbuds, you're already in their head. Literally. That's right. Literally, that's the way you use the word literally. When you literally want to say you're in their head, you get the point, right? You're in their head because the earbuds are in your ear. Okay, you get it. You get it. It's, it's a sensitive matter with me, Allison. Um, the, 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 it's the literally is the big one. The, the other one that people are, have completely lost concept on is uh, fewer or less. Like mm. there were much less people there that day no it's fewer it's fewer mm-hmm. people if you can count them individually it's fewer like there are much fewer you know it's like oh you got much less you know markers on your board today no it's fewer much less sympathy for someone mm. that's something you can't count in in units okay this this grammar police was brought to you by the annoying people the annoying uh 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 <laughs> condescending people of America. I'm the president. By the way, pod617.com will help you deliver a message and build relationships. Clients and centers of influence will delight in being guests on your show. Come here to our Westwood studios at pod617. Get all the info at pod617.com. Before you know it, you could have your own podcast. Be part of the pod revolution, pod617.com. In pod, we trust. So uh, let's make sure people know how to register for the the road race, Allison, where to find more information about the American Heart Association. Awesome. This is your cue. This is my cue. You want the Beach Boys again? No, just kidding. Beach Boys. I mean, Bee Gees. (laughs) Uh, Bee Gees, Beach Boys. Our website is www.lhhboston.org for Lawyers Lawyers Have Heart. heart. LHHboston.org. Yep. Yep. You can register there. It's $65 to run or walk in the race. Um, We'll have, like I said, just under 2,500 participants, a nice, flat, smooth race route in South Boston. People used to complain about the route. Mm, It's different They did. It is different. We no longer have you um, run single file through cones in the parking lot of the convention center. Oh, okay. Yep, that's changed. So (laughs) the, the event is actually now moved down to the Black Falcon Cruise Port Terminal. Mm-hmm. At Black Falcon Avenue, we have um, the entire. The same as last year, right? Yep, same okay. as last year. Yeah. Yep. So it's waterfront people, mm-hmm. um, yep. and so after the race, we host that after party, which includes two beer tickets. Harpoon beer has been donated, nice. um, as well as dinner, which is heart healthy Boloco burritos and burrito bowls. Um, and so $40, you can skip the runner walk if you're injured or you have a late meeting and just come and support the mission as well as everybody else there, um, participating. That's $40. Um, and uh, yeah, so lhhboston.org, you can get registered all the way up until I believe the 20, no, I'm sorry, the 18th 18th. on the website. That's a week prior. So the road race itself is uh, June 25th, yep. right here in Boston, folks. It's easy to find, by the way, So, but go to lhhboston.org. Mm-hmm. Dot org. Dot org. Dot org, okay. Dot org. Uh, and uh, I remember going down there last year. There's uh, 
I remember there being plenty of places to park. There plenty are of places lots to around park. There. Yeah. Yep. The roads close right about six o'clock. The road race gun goes off at seven p.m. Mm-hmm. Um, lots of parking. It's right past Harpoon, so just keep kind of Harpoon walking. Brewery, yeah. Yep. Another block past that, right behind the design center. Um, we'll have plenty of signage up there, but a lot of fun. Excellent. Make sure you do it. And yeah, if you're too chicken to run, like I would be, mm. if I weren't participating otherwise. Uh, Take that other option and just show up for the party and then make some excuse about how you just sprained your ankle yesterday when you were saving a, a puppy from a, mm. a, a drainage something. I don't know. What a hero. Be creative. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and then, you should, <laughs> then you're a hero and you don't have to run the 5K and you still support the American Heart Association mm-hmm. and all the great work that they do. So um, I'll see you there at the road race. I'll see you there, obviously, Allison, but I'm talking to our listening public and... Um, if people want to get in touch with you, yes. How about you? Can they email you? Yes. Give right. me a shout. My first name, Allison, A L L Y S O N dot Dowen, D O W E N at heart.org. Is it true that Allison's who spell their name with a Y are just simply more fun than Allison's who spell it with an I? 100%. Absolutely. I've, <laughs> I've found that. Uh, so. We, uh, I uh, persuaded Allison to stick around for a minute and do uh, a game that we call Good mm-hmm. Stuff. So let's, um, let's play that uh, feature right now. Oh, that's the good stuff. You already got some good stuff because you know about this road race on June 25th, but uh, Allison and I were talking about places where you can stuff your face. Mm. Um, some heart healthy, well, maybe not. But uh, you mentioned that you just went to a cool place in Middleborough, which is new or not so new necessarily? So or? it's not new, but it was just renovated. Ah. And um, shout out to my boyfriend who found this restaurant months ago mm. and has been trying to take me, but they'd been under renovation. So as soon as they opened up May 1st, a couple weeks later, he took me. Mm-hmm. And it's beautiful in there. Shout out to the Charred Oak Tavern in Char- Middleborough. Charred Oak Tavern. Mm-hmm. So I heard it wrong the first time I heard it, but my hearing going, but charred as in like you cooked it, like C-H-A-R-R-E-D, charred oak tavern mm-hmm. in Middleborough. And so like, what's it like? And what do you get there? And what's good? It's beautiful. You walk in and you feel like you're in this old barn mm-hmm. that's all refined with beautiful lighting, all exposed barn wood, but the menu and the drink menu are really the kickers. Really? Yes. I felt like anything I chose was going to be relatively healthy. All of the combos are things that I wouldn't have thought of. I'm not much of a a chef myself, Mm -hmm. um, but I was extremely impressed with their unique menu in terms of not having just the regular, you know, greasy restaurant food. (laughs) Would you like to hear a couple of the items? I would. Well, I'm looking at the menu now. For starters, you can go to thechardoaktavern.com for all the info. I better make sure this is the correct Chard Oak uh, uh, Tavern. I think it is. Pulling up the menu, too. I want to give a shout-out for the meal I got. Okay. So for starters, like the first item, I mean, you know it's going to be a party. The Chard Oak Tavern bourbon, bourbon, (laughs) can't say it's my favorite drink, bourbon candied bacon. Mm -hmm. This is just bacon. Now, you got to love a restaurant where you go and you just say, I'll take the bacon. It's not with anything else. It's not with bacon. It's I want bacon. And I do, by the way. Five pieces of thick-cut bourbon candied... Oh, my God, I'm going. I can't even get through it. Five pieces of thick-cut bourbon candied bacon served clothesline fashion with our house-crafted butterscotch for dipping. Oh, my God. (laughs) 
Oh my god. Okay, Bourbon maybe it's like their thing. May, oh my I got to yeah. go. See, that's yeah. my drink. That's mm -hmm. my drink. Um if it weren't uh, 10.56 a.m., Allison, I might be drinking it. But uh, they also, uh, continuing in the uh, starters category here, they have steamed mussels, which sound awesome, uh, white wine and garlic butter sauce topped with a Parmesan cheese and a grilled rustic baguette. Mm -hmm. Oh, God. Calamari, of course, uh, loaded potato boats. Okay, that's just the starters. Let me let me uh, throw you a couple entrees here. Uh, <laughs> I want to get to the, the dinner menu here. Uh, yeah, what did you have, Allison? Do you remember? I know. I had like a... She's looking at her phone. Talking to the microphone. I know. Darling, thank I you. I had a, um, like a stuffed chicken with these amazing like... Charred oak loaded chicken, perhaps? carrots. Yeah. So what you had, And I jasmine think, rice pilaf. That was it. There you go. Grilled chicken breast with bourbon candied applewood smoked bacon, sharp, sharp cheddar... <laughs> It's not as easy to say as it's <laughs> sharp cheddar drizzled with our spiced honey and served with jasmine rice pilaf and bourbon glaze. I could do an ad for this uh, place. Yeah. So uh, would you like to be a sponsor of the show, Charred Oak Tavern? Because this is the kind of thing you would get. Please visit us at our newly renovated <laughs> site in Middleborough where you will enjoy entrees such as the delectable chef's Caribbean bison meatloaf. Who wouldn't like Caribbean tradition to add a hard-boiled egg baked into the middle of the meatloaf served with red bliss mashed shredded carrots and peanuts topped with a Cabernet mushroom gravy? And would you care for a signature cocktail? Perhaps the Omni Parker, which features ghost tequila, South Seas blended syrup, sour mix, trimmed with tahine, which I don't know what that is. Or perhaps you like the cocktail known as Queen Anne's Revenge. Captain Morgan Pineapple Juice Cranberry Juice crowned with a Kraken Rum Float garnished with a bourbon-soaked cherry. Only $10. And only this month at the Charred Oak Tavern. I made up the part about only this month. That was really good. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you, people. Thank you. Um, Charred Oak Tavern. Wow. They won't get a better ad than that. Seriously, And they though. are not a sponsor of the show. Not yet, anyway. Mm. We'll send this to them. Uh, I'll give a quick addition to good stuff. There's a restaurant in my hometown of Sharon. That's right, Sharon. Shout out. Sharon Mass. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so, and um, I guess full disclaimer, um, my good friend Lisa and her husband are part owners. And then there's a dude, Ian Gopin, who's a super nice guy who I know. They're also, I don't know who owns how much or whatever. It doesn't matter. It seems like everyone in Sharon except me owns a piece of this restaurant. But I eat there because it's good. So it's called The Square, right? Um, uh, the Square, right in, as it would as it would suggest, in Sharon Square, in which the center of town in Sharon is about the size of the studio, which is pretty <laughs> small. But room enough for a really kind of cozy restaurant it's, it's the former site of Pizzigando, which was, uh, no offense, Pizzigando, a glorified house of pizza. And built into the shell of this place, they've made it spiffy, they've made it homey, and like you look at the, the items on the menu, and on, in one sense, it's nothing revolutionary. It's burgers, it's salmon, it's flatbread. But the little touches on each item, you can tell they put a lot of thought into it mm. because you don't, you don't get a like a, a bacon burger. You get a burger with like, you know, um, bacon jam that has been treated with a yummy, yummy, yum, yum sauce or whatever. And uh, it's really cool. They do live music Friday nights. Mm. They always do all kinds of events. And so and you can make reservations on just go to the website, you know, Google uh, the square in Sharon and you'll see. I think it's Resi, it's called R-E. It's not open table. It's R-E-S-Y for people who absolutely don't need this 
level of detail. I apologize, but <laughs> I like to make a reservation. It does get busy, uh, the square. And also not a sponsor of this show yet. But uh, Ian and Lisa and all my friends over there, throw me a couple bucks. I'll keep talking about the square. <laughs> well, I hope you had fun, Allison Dowen. So much fun. This was really great. Kind okay. of full circle here. Yes, absolutely. And uh, if you're going to have the uh, delicious food at the Chard Oak Tavern and at the square, make sure you get in some exercise over the weekend because, you know, it will, um, it will be a matter of being heart healthy, not just preventing heart disease, but being heart healthy. What's the mission? What, read me the language of the mission statement. To be a relentless force for a world of longer, healthier lives. Oh, I thought you had it written down. You know it by heart. Oh, I know this by heart. Did you see what I did there? Mm-hmm. You know it by heart. I like it. <sighs> Sometimes <laughs> so I much am... we could do here. Exactly. <laughs> Lawyers have heart. Road race. Thank you so much, Allison. L H H Boston dot org is where you go. Make sure you go. Make sure you attend the race. It's not only is it a cool race and competitive. Like mm-hmm. there are some really good. There's some. I know some really good times that I could only dream of. But also just a cool party. Um, you see people you know. You meet new people. And it's awesome. Thanks for being on the Boston Podcast. And um, will you come back sometime, Allison? Definitely will. Because I get lonely here in our Westwood studios. I'd love to come back. Yes. Uh, Check us out at pod617.com. Lots of great shows on there. We produce more than two dozen podcasts. We could be producing yours as well. Go to pod617.com and find out how to get started on behalf of Allison and the American Heart Association. My name is Dave. I'm just a guy from Boston. But... If you're not from Boston, you must be the other guy. Thanks. Enjoy your day, Boston. <laughs>